Hi, this is my short podcast, Digital Media Drives the Public Message. I'll be talking about the strain on emergency services caused from unnecessary emergency calls. In 2016, the Ambulance Service introduced a campaign about stopping to think before you call 999. They used digital media to spread the word and raise awareness of the consequences and complications this can cause. Now, all over the UK, ambulances and other transport vehicles have this message on the side or the back of the vehicle to spread the word. To explain the topic further, I have Claire, a call taker supervisor, to answer some questions about the triage process and the detrimental effects of 999 calls that are unnecessary. Hi, my name's Claire, I'm one of the um, call taker supervisors that works within the Ambulance Control Centre. My main job is just to provide support for the call handlers as well as any guidance that's needed during calls, help them with any split-second decisions and provide emotional support if they've dealt with a difficult call. Can you explain the process of answering a Tribal 9 call? Yep, so basically BT will connect um, all Tribal 9 calls through to the first available call handler. It's now national. We don't we used to only take for our own area, but now it's any call all over Scotland will connect to the first available call handler. Ask them whether the patient is breathing and whether the patient is awake. That allows us to establish whether it's an immediately life-threatening situation so dispatchers can get an ambulance head in as quickly as possible if it is. Um, the caller would then be asked to briefly explain what's happened and the reason for the call, which allows the call handler to foresee the best route to take the call down. It will then be triaged using a series of questions which will determine whether an ambulance response is the most appropriate. Do you feel the campaign and new triage systems help with the situation and how? I think the campaign has helped in a way, however demand on the emergency service is still exceedingly high and trying to keep up with the number of calls can be tiresome at times. However, the campaign has made people realise that there is other pathways there. It, it does make it easier for the call handlers because, as I say, we've got the alternative care pathways we can direct to if an emergency ambulance isn't the most appropriate. Um, it has highlighted, the campaign has highlighted obviously the importance of using the 999 service correctly. However, there's probably still a lot more work to be done on it for the public to be educated a bit further. What advice would you give to those who are unsure when they should call 999? So I would say if you're not sure whether it is a 999 call or not, you should be making, maybe look at one of the alternative care pathways if it is an option, whether that be you phone NHS 24 and 111 phone your local out of hour service or if you can make your own way to your nearest minor injuries or any. However, if you're really not sure, just dial 999 because nobody's going to get turned away. I to get an insight of how these things directly affect those who experience it firsthand. Paramedic Jim McCasburn's here. Hi, I'm Jim McCasburn. I'm a paramedic manager with Scottish Ambulance Service. I've worked with the service for nearly 40 years. Uh, over 25 of them been as a paramedic. And I go out regularly as a, a single responder to life-threatening emergency calls. What's your opinion on the campaign to reduce non-emergency 999 calls? There's certainly value in it. The demand for Scottish Ambulance Service uh, has increased because of outside forces such as uh, reduction in out-of-hours out services, uh, reduction in accident emergency departments, and we're an easy service to get. The problem is when people are dialing 999 for a non-emergency call, that's divert the resource away from something that is a life-threatening call and we don't have unlimited resources. What are the main things affected by non-emergency calls made to the Scottish Ambulance Service? There's two main things, it's, it's the demand on the service itself, so the amount of work that's sitting waiting for us to attend, 
And although calls are prioritised, that's based on what the callers tell us. The other, the other issue we have really is the stress on staff because what I find on a more regular basis that I'm getting less time now to treat patients at home because we're being requested to go to other calls which could be more likely. What will the consequences be if people continue to make these calls? If the campaign doesn't work, if we don't reduce the numbers in any case, what will eventually happen is the demand will completely outstrip the resources we've got. People will be waiting longer for an ambulance response to attend to them. And ultimately, I hate to say it, but somebody could lose their life. I'd like to thank Jim and Claire for taking time out of their busy schedules to give us their views and also everything that they do for the Scottish Ambulance Service. After hearing from both professionals, I hope it helps stress the importance of only calling 999 for emergencies and highlighted the immense pressure on the paramedics and other staff.